Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Drew Holcomb. Make sure you grab a copy of his latest album, Dragons. Today on the show, you guys know I love when we get a comedian in here. Dustin Nickerson has really become such a dear friend to me and just one of my very favorite comedians. And his story is really interesting. And I think you guys are going to love what he has to say today. I... I just loved being in the same room with him and having this conversation. He is just one of my favorite dudes, and I think you're going to like him a lot, too. So here's my conversation with comedian and podcast host and all-around bit of a handful, Dustin Nickerson. Have you had shows that you've done somewhere on the road and you're like, I'm going to take this card as quick as I can and yeah. put it in my computer so I don't lose this? Yeah, it's a really, it's like a terrifying thing because you just, you, you're, I'm constantly monitoring it, always looking, but also trying to be in, you know, be a good interviewer right, <laughs> like right. in the moment. And I have had times like where like all like the person will be talking and I'll look down and they're like, are we okay? Is everything okay? I was like, I know, I'm sorry. I'm I like do producing as I go. the exact same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you just have to though. Yeah, the card, I have like a very specific place in my backpack because I don't usually travel with my laptop on the road or like one that could handle it. So oh, you I, don't? No, I mean, I take, I have like a little Chromebook. It's just like a little. Oh, you're rich. No, that's the and opposite. And you've got a lot of computers. No, 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 no. That's I, what I'm hearing. That is a hundred $120 laptop is what that is. I yeah, that 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 is less than one of my son's flag football seasons. It is it's the complete opposite. I have one valuable computer and it's yeah. in my home. And uh but like I have like a very specific spot in the backpack that it goes where I just yeah. know it cuz I lose stuff constantly. It's a mirror all the time. On this How do you do that with as much as you travel? You yeah. and you travel by yourself, which blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't the on this trip alone. I've been gone six days. I have already lost a toothbrush. Uh, I thought I was going to mention that. I yeah, no, I, I <laughs> covered from that. Uh, I lost a toothbrush. I left my whole toiletry bag at a venue. Had to drive back and get that. Uh, and there was one other thing. See, I've already forgotten what I lost. I have I, a thought many a time. How many things have I left in hotels and never known? I feel like uh, a big part of my tithe is just <laughs> giving phone chargers to hotel phone mates. Phone chargers. <laughs> That's exactly right. What's the most valuable thing you've ever lost? Uh, emotionally or actual money? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess emotionally. My parents' marriage yeah. uh, would, be, would be the most valuable. <laughs> there are a pair of... Um... <laughs> that was the ultimate da- Annie Downs move. <laughs> well, I'm like just the... talking about travel tips. Yeah. Well, emotionally. No, but at the, here's the answer. There are these pair of Target sandals. Oh, I see what you mean. A thing that's valuable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are these pair of Target sandals that I cannot get back. You won't believe this. I know exactly the hotel I left them yeah. in. Yeah. We called the hotel. They shipped them to the wrong address in Nashville. Uh-huh. And but the but they won't return them all the way to the hotel because the hotel didn't pay for that. Uh-huh. And so they're at a FedEx place in Birmingham. <laughs> and I can't go get them. Someone from the hotel in Mississippi has to go get them. And so then- they they're gone. They're gone. They yeah. just are sitting in a... That somewhere might, that, those the might as well are. be on the moon. 
You're yeah. not going to yeah. get those. I'm never going to get never... them. But they're just sitting three hours yeah. for me, and I can't reorder them from Target because they're gone. <laughs> I had a pair of jeans that I forgot at a, a comedy condo. Uh, comedi- oh, what? Com- comedians, a lot of time we stay, when we do clubs, we stay at comedy condos. Like, it's something that the club owns. Okay. And then just whoever's playing that sh- playing that weekend stays there. Okay. It's like an Airbnb for sad comedians. <laughs> yeah, like, but all you guys, it's do people sadder, leave each other notes? It's a sadder, dirtier comedian. They do, you know, some of them have like little um, uh, guest books where people yeah. write in them, and that's kind of fun. But I don't. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not thrilled to be here. <laughs> I, like, I don't love that. I. Uh, you I would know, think that would feel more homey. Sometimes, but you're just like, uh, you know, the road can be such a downer. Sometimes so you're just like, well, I guess I'm. I'm just the next person to be here. Like it's um, not. I don't know. A, a hotel. It, it is the same as a hotel, but I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I can't fully encapsulate and articulate why it's depressing, but it is. <laughs> but Some, I know it when I feel it. Sometimes they're just not very nice. That's what it is. Oh, they're not very well yeah. kept up. Okay. Uh, why did I start? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've heard that with like jeans that you're not supposed to wash jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of right. course, which you is know, so dumb. So no, when yeah. you, so when they, uh, like if they, if you sweat in them or you know what you're supposed to do, get the scent out of them. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to put them in the freezer. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I have left multiple pairs of jeans <laughs> in multiple freezers. People are like, do y'all know that Dustin Nickerson it's always like a, leaves? That's how I signed the guest book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nickerson was here at the con. He left another pair of jeans in the freezer. And you can't call freezer. and ask for that. You can't be like, hey, can you go to the freezer and get my jeans? <laughs> You're going to need to let them sit out Does for a second. Does it work? Second. It totally works. Because jeans do get messed up when you wash them. Like yeah. they like, they, you know, uh, so like this pair of jeans, you know, like I, I've owned for a year and a half and I've literally never washed. Like You just put them in the... Put them in the freezer, takes the smell out, they're fine. Yeah, they're not wow. meant to be. Jeans aren't really meant to be washed like that. There's you know? a store here you're going to... I just can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. A store here in Nashville that they say the only way you wash their jeans is in a river. And oh on the rocks, <laughs> you use rocks they to wash their jeans. just assume you have river access? <laughs> of course. You're yeah. Like, this I mean, is literally. going to be a lot easier if you're homeless. Yeah. This is going to be <laughs> way easier. What does that even mean? Like, I mean, I can create river-like conditions. I can, I can How? fill, uh, does it have to be, does it have to have a current? Is yeah, the yeah, current, yeah, yeah. It's not the water. It's yeah, yeah, the yeah. current yeah, in the, the water. Yeah, it's the current in the rocks. You're supposed to r- scrub them on the rocks. No soap. Yeah. You're supposed to use a I rolling river. I can't dip it in my sink and slap it against the stove. Is that not going to be... <laughs> What if not. I what if I uh what if I fill my bathtub uh-huh. and then I might have my kids do that thing where they run in circles and create a whirlpool? Yeah. That's if a I do big that, bathtub. Keep going. well, it's not that big. Yeah. Again, you're just bragging. <laughs> you know, front yeah, back right. Of the stop show. it. Yeah. <laughs> you already call me bougie in this process. And then I slap it against the ground, the toilet. The uh-huh. toilet, is it not? It's not going to work. I don't, I mean, well, you can you can swing by before you leave on your way out of town I'm sure and the, ask. I, them. I bet these jeans are $700. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yes. You're exactly right. They are so expensive. Uh, these better, they, they better smell like a river when I, I buy them. I just like how jeans feel after I've washed them. Oh, I'm the opposite. You like, you, you just, uh, I like I like uh, sweatpants out of the dryer. I like that yeah, feel. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. I, I feel like they always get like shrink up on me and stuff. Yeah, and I kind of, but that but that's the difference in how men and women wear jeans too, probably. Oh, you want them to shrink up Yeah, on you just you. want them to be, you don't want them to be loosey-goosey. Yeah, I guess I mean, I'm not, not trying to have. I, not all men. Some like them real tight. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a, <laughs> that's true. It's a hard pass yeah. for me. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not built. That's what my wife calls like, uh, you know, when like the, 
like w- w- kind of like when the hipster thing started coming out with skinny jeans and like silly hats. She was like, they are dressed like Peter Pan. Yeah. Like, that is a Peter yeah. Pan outfit. That's really funny. <laughs> you just got I don't have skinny legs. I'm not the skinny yeah. legs guy. So the idea of tight jeans. <laughs> You're like, oh, it didn't feel I good. Just, yeah, I just dread it. I just the thought of it. I'm like, oh, gosh, more um, basketball Let's talk shorts. about you being bougie. Okay, this is, uh, for a little context here, uh-huh. I live in California, and okay. I don't come out to Nashville a lot. No, you and don't. And when I do, I try and get as many great things done as possible, and this was amongst, if not the top of the priority list. Well, thank you, pal. And I politely, very politely, asked if I could change times. On the ninth attempt of the how we can schedule this today. Maybe. <laughs> but that was go- us going back and forth. Yes, that's true. And uh, I didn't know full travel and some things happened, some schedule things. But let me, for the records, again show that you called me bougie while I was scheduling with your assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up my phone and called you and I was like, Dustin. Yeah, that was the first direct I contact I had with here. you. <laughs> And Not you're true. calling me bougie. No, Not no, true. in this process. When we process. started, I said, Dustin, I, when, when are you in town? Let's get you on the yeah, show as yeah, soon as you Yeah, yeah, that's true. You initiated that. Yeah. But, I mean, we both, I, I our friendship held responsible. Our friendship is rooted in texting about Delta lounges. Yeah. So I think we're both guilty <laughs> for bougie here. Now, we had humble origins. We yes. met in a youth group room in San Antonio. That's exactly right. I was, uh, it was John Crisho. I was performing. I believe you were loitering. I yes, I was loitering. And he was skateboarding in the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> As I do around most Security youth Security had ran her off yes. and uh, brought her in for a Roman's Road presentation. That's right. And uh, <laughs> so we had humble beginnings, but yes. then we found out that we both fly Delta a lot. And now we text about Delta yeah, lounges. That's right. Which I, and I say this on stage, like I. About me? No, no, no. But oh, I was going to be like, Dustin. No, 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 no. Uh, Hanny who? Uh, <laughs> like, no, people in my, my crowds, they'd be like, I don't. Uh, <laughs> when I'm in a lounge or if I'm in first class, I am there only because I travel a lot. Yes. I am the poorest person in the history of yes. those places. Yes. Easily. We and have they, talked about you. And not they can about this. smell it on me. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I leave my stuff everywhere because I'm like, yeah. they're not here to rob They've me. They've never seen a Chromebook. <laughs> they don't know. They forgot they made iPhones this old. Yeah. They, you know, like they, they, uh, and, and I, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just They see me around. fill up my water bottle and they're like, oh, uh. that's sweet. <laughs> she, she carries water around. I'm handing them podcast stickers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many dates a year are you on the road? Do you have a number? Of what uh, y'all try to do? Dates, uh, shows and dates are different things. I do a lot of local stuff when I can, like local spots. I'll do about 325 shows a year. Oh my gosh. Um, a lot of those are, you know, like two in a night, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, especially when I'm doing club shows sometimes. Yeah. And when I'm in San Diego or LA, sometimes I'll do three or four in a night. You mm-hmm. know, I'll just go mm-hmm. to one spot, one spot, one spot, one mm-hmm. spot. And I think I looked at it uh, recently and I, I'm roughly gone half the week so like three three and a half days on yeah. average yeah. and that that's truly an average thing because like i did you know i all i had a run in may where i was gone like 24 days that month yeah and then in july i was gone one day yeah i did a live yeah. festival and nothing else yeah <laughs> and, yeah yeah and the kids were like so the accounts are just going down huh <laughs> <laughs> dads are cool but this is a lot of yeah you. we yeah. like yeah there is a sudden amount of like okay dad's leaving that means yeah. i mean the kids don't know what the accounts <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing if they did <laughs> how old are they uh 12 uh my middle child turns 10 next week or in a couple weeks and uh five 12 okay. 10 and 5 the youngest okay. just started kindergarten so oh. we're all three in kindergarten we oh. missed her first day of kindergarten did you <laughs> we went on vacation 
<laughs> You're like, we've done this before. We, I was doing shows in New York, and Melissa and I had our 15th uh, anniversary, and it was like, we've never been to New York, always wanted to go to New York, but I was waiting until I was booked there because yeah. we knew... We knew if I went to New York and I didn't have shows, I would be very pensive. Uh, I would be like, ooh, <laughs> you know, like, because right. that's like, you know, that's our Nashville, like yeah. for comedy. That's, that is the comedy town. That's where the best clubs are. That's where, you know, The Tonight Show is. That's where Colbert is. That's where Radio City Music Hall is. So we went out there and we're like, ooh, you know, it will technically miss Claire's first day at kindergarten. You're like, ah, she'll be all right. Third, yeah. That's total third kid <laughs> stuff. You're like, it's fine. We've seen so many other first days of her. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all about perspective. You and Melissa have been married 15 years. Mm -hmm. How long have you been full time comic? A little under two years, a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I, I grind, I worked at a rec center that I loved with the Salvation Army. I loved that job. And I'm still really involved in that rec center, at that rec center. And we like go to Church of the Salvation Army there. Yeah. And we, uh, I, I held on to that job essentially till they told me to quit. Yeah. Because, you know, comedy is, in, and, you're similar and different at the same time in that, you know, you don't have all gigs based industry, but you do have people hiring us. We don't yes. like I don't get a check every two weeks. Yeah, that's right. Meaning that like we had like that July, like our our I told like that was fine and we're not, you know, we're not poor. Don't I'm not asking yes. for pity. But we had in that month, like 25% of our total income go yeah, away. Yeah, you just have to make different choices when you're not yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. You just see, yeah. like we're recovering from a bad month. Yeah. Like in a way yeah. that you're like, gosh, you know what was nice? Every other Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, can we back up and talk about that? Because I think that's a really interesting part of your story that you used to work in church. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that that last job wasn't. Uh, so that last job was it, it was through the Salvation Army, but it was very much a normal job, yeah. a secular job. It yeah. just happened to be through the Salvation Army. Right. Because I was selling, uh, you know, rec center memberships. Right, you know? right, right, and right, right. It was very guest services stuff. And it, so it was for a nonprofit, but it was like working for the Y. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I that was that is when I like fell in love with the Salvation Army. I was like, oh, why? They what just, is it about them? I uh, they they I love all the stuff that they're like bad at is because of the stuff that they're very good at. Mm -hmm. Like their Sunday services are very clunky, mm -hmm. and like I like guest preach there, and I always joke like I'm the best preacher in the history of the Salvation <laughs> since William Booth, <laughs> since the founder. Like and and it's because they're like yeah we're like busy feeding people right, and every every ministry that or every nonprofit work that exist in the world the Salvation Army does. Adopting children overseas, yeah. they have that. Yeah. Homeless shelters, got it. You know, recovery programs, great. Like with a better graduating uh, class than Betty Ford. You oh, know, wow. every every, you know, they they just they just built a thing in Vegas that is transitional living for or or a homeless shelter for homeless trans individuals oh, specifically wow. for them yeah like talk about just being in the in, in las vegas being in the nitty-gritty meeting needs type stuff they, yeah. they're modeled right they always say is like uh uh heart to god hand to man i was like you guys mm. just to kind of get it from a uh, uh an outreach perspective and some of that comes from, you know, my previous church background, which was like, I've done the big church thing. I worked yeah. at a mega church for seven years. And then I kind of did like a small community church where I was pastor there. And th the reason that I took the job at the rec center was I was just like, I was so tired of being a professional Christian. Yeah. I hated it. I just yeah. like, I didn't like that. Like if I had a doubt that I thought maybe that would come up on my job review, yeah. you know, they're like, you know, like, so Dustin, how old do you think the earth is? Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> <And then, laughs> we might 
might need to yeah. reassess <laughs> your income. Level. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I didn't like any of that. I didn't. I just didn't feel like I was like a. I didn't feel free to uh, think, and nobody was like pushing. Uh, I don't want to feel like I was being like indoctrinated, um, but I didn't feel. I felt like the constraints and like the shackles of if I'm going to be a representative of this church, I have to. I have to do my very best to believe everything mm. that the lead guy believes. Yeah. And I just, that's like unreasonable. Yeah. To, it's unreasonable to to believe the same thing that anybody believes, you yeah. know? Like, I mean, we can agree on a lot of core issues, but I just wanted to be, I just wanted to feel a little more freedom in my faith and a little more freedom in my thoughts. And I just kind of got, plus I got tired of pushing people's agendas, you know? Yeah. Like I didn't really, That's that's like a, that's like a rebellious way of saying I didn't want a boss. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the other, and we, you can decide how much we talk about this. I don't know that you were led by a healthy leader. Well, I've had multiple leaders. Uh, so that's, yes. I mean, I worked for Mark Driscoll for seven years. I don't think anybody would put that in the healthy leader category. <laughs> right. But I had in that, I had tons of because I never worked directly under Driscoll. Yeah. I mean, the church was big when we got there. It was 1,500 when we got there. It was 15,000 when we left. That was in seven years. Yeah. Insanity. In yeah. the most unchurched area in the country. Yeah. But I was never... Why'd you go there? Why'd you take the job there? Yeah, so Melissa and I, I took the job there because my brain wasn't fully developed yet. <laughs> I... <laughs> well, to be fair, I listened to a lot of his sermons at the time as well. So I think a Unbe- lot of us A did. world-class communicator. Absolutely. World-class. Yeah. One of the, the best communicators I've ever heard, you yeah. know? It just also maybe a sociopath. <laughs> maybe. I'm not going to make any accusations. I don't know him very well. And that's yeah. the thing. I never knew him very yeah. well. I was... Where were you and Melissa before? So we were at we were in high school, pretty much. We, oh. I mean, we were young, young. Yeah. So I mean, we, Melissa and I got married when uh, I was nineteen and she was twenty. We okay. Were, we dated in high school. Uh, she older would, woman. Well done. Uh, you. She was a year. I I dated a different, uh, an older girl from a different school, which Whoa. is about as big a flex as there I is. I was in about high to school. say, wear that leather jacket. And, and nobody believed it, right? <laughs> oh and, yeah. Until I brought uh, her to yeah, a I've dance. Yeah. Girlfriend. And she's gorgeous. So they're mm-hmm. like, well, how did this happen? Because I wasn't particularly <laughs> cool at my school, and they're like, how did Nickerson pull this off. Yeah, how'd you like, meet her? Yeah, uh, youth group, baby. Yeah, yeah. buddy. <laughs> get, them when, like... get them when they're emotionally vulnerable. That is, <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever said. That if you, if and that, you just called Mark Driscoll a sociopath. Yeah, if you so. pulled that quote, <laughs> uh-huh. if I just got Saturday Night Live and they're going through all terrible things that I've recently said, <gasps> uh. and they hear me say about a woman, get them when they're emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> she. <laughs> I mean, that is important. That I mean, that's not yeah, it. It's yeah. it's. Um, that Saturday Night Live thing is oh, fascinating that, to me. I, you know who had the best response to that? No. Andrew Yang. Really? Andrew Yang, you know, an Asian American, yes. came out and said... Well, let's uh, just, for people who haven't heard, that one of the new cast members of Saturday Night Live yeah. had some pretty racist comments. Just racial he, slurs. Yeah. Just, there's no way getting around it. A ye- few years ago. Yeah, on a podcast. Year, on a podcast. Uh, yeah, and, and then they pulled up and there were multiple type things. Yes. Now, the comedian in me is like, I've heard all this before. Da, da, da. It's, not, yeah. it's like, this is how some people talk. But I actually thought, because he came out kind of with an apology, but I actually thought Andrew Yang's response was amazing because Andrew Yang came out and said, <clears throat> you know, I'd be willing to have a conversation with you about this. Yeah. And But he also said, I've watched a lot of his stuff he doesn't seem like a bad human. I think that he should. I think I'm glad that he apologized. I'd love to have a conversation with him. I also don't think he should lose his job. And I was like, yeah. that's a reasonable human. Right. You. That's why you're not going to win. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. You're too reasonable. Right. right. You're like that. Because <laughs> cancel culture is so dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and that was the most like level headed human response that like I just I I love. I love compromise, yes. and it's so rare. Yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, okay, so... Okay, so you and Melissa meet in high school. We meet in high school youth group. We start dating. We get married uh, when I... Uh, her junior or junior year in college, my sophomore year in college. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm 19, she's 20. We live on campus at Seattle Pacific. That's where she goes to school. I go to University of Washington. So where we met, though, was south of Seattle, and there was just the church that I had gotten saved into. Oh, wow. And I'd only been there for four or five years since because I, I, uh, I got saved in high school, like middle school, high school at the time. Oh, that's cool. But she grew up in church. And it was just kind of like your classic, like, all right, this is kind of our parents' church type thing. You yeah. know, my parents don't go to church, but the... You, oh, you they know don't? What I, your no, parents no, no, aren't no, no. believers? No. Oh, uh, okay. My dad, I think, was is on the team now, but it's just, they're not clear lines with my folks. You know, okay. it's... Uh, that's a whole different issue. But I didn't grow up going to church, all that to say. And we kind of were like, okay, we need to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're not going to keep going to this church that we go, went to. We're in college. We're starting our lives. Like, let's... And we live far away from where that church is. We live yeah. 40 minutes away. And Mars Hill kind of was... Mars Hill was a cro- was two minutes away from where we were living. Yeah. And the was, main... The Bellevue campus or one no, of the No, no. It was the... Ba- there was only one campus at the oh, time. It was okay. the Ballard campus. Yeah. And it was just like the hot, cool thing to do. And yeah. I remember being really and this is like because i grew up in seattle in the 90s like driscoll was like cool and a good preacher and stuff but i remember like the music was amazing yeah it was just very it was like punk rock worship and i was like this because that's very reflective of that area yeah and it was very when people use words like missional and contextual and all that kind of stuff it was very much it was like this is what music looks like here and this is what christians would look like here because we shouldn't be entirely removed from culture doing something different than everybody else does. Right. Uh, so I was at the time I was in college and I was studying to be like a sports writer and I wanted to go down that route. And I kind of had a change of heart because I had a professor tell me like, you don't want to devote your life to sports. Trust mm. me. Like you don't, you're, you, every sports writer I know gets their forties and fifties and goes, I cannot believe I've been writing about sports this long, you really? know? And I was like, I was, at that time I felt it almost as like a call to ministry. But I, and, and I think there's a reality to that was happening, but also like, well, what else am I going to do? You know, we're really involved in our church. You know, what if I just go get an internship here? And yeah. so I just started as an intern and got really involved in like the, like the youth area. It was youth yeah. and ended up doing kids ministry and stuff. But again, like, so when you're talking about like healthy leadership, that's, there's an element of truth of that. But also like, I was never directly under him. Sure, I had sure, some sure. really really good, genuine, godly, yeah. good humans above yeah. me that poured into me and loved yeah. me. I had some bad ones too. <laughs> I, I have too. I've yeah, had yeah, both. I've yeah. had great ones and I've had bad ones too. Yeah. So I, and, and you know, there was like, not everybody was drinking the Driscoll Kool-Aid the whole time. Yeah. We also just kind of like sometimes realized like, you know, that was just kind of the nature of that ministry is we had kind of like a shock jock pastor. So what happens 10 years later, like where we are now, 15 years later, I don't know. When a situation happens like Mars Hill, where it kind of implodes, mm-hmm. he leaves. This is go- hilarious, by the way. This yeah. podcast. <laughs> Are we, do we have to be hilarious? We're having a comedian. No, no, no. I, I have uh, a great game for us at the end. Don't I, I, no, worry. I'm We've so never played a game on here, and I have a game for us I'm at the end. I'm so on board with all of this. Um, what happens when that implodes? He leaves and goes, and 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 a lot of a lot of people would say he's changed, he's different, and he started a new church. And mm-hmm. what happens to what happened with y'all and Mars Hill? Does that all still feel real to you? The good parts and the bad. Does that all still feel real? I. If anybody does anything but grieve that, mm. I'll not. I won't have a conversation with them. Right. 
If there's anybody that's rejoicing in that, yeah. there's there's no part of Christian in you. There's no mm. like that. that Any time a leader falls, if you're rejoicing, uh, not just you're a doing leader, this wrong. The church, the yeah. church is gone. Yeah, it's it's invisible. There's no more. Mars Hill it lasted 15, 17 years and went up to fifteen thousand people and then closed their doors. Yeah. If you view if you're if you view that as anything other than like sorrow, then you're viewing it incorrectly you know now there might be elements of you're like well you know i'm glad that you know uh an unhealthy leader got removed and you know there there's other elements and emotions involved there but i i don't view it as anything other than sad the whole thing that that was a lot of because that was a lot of individuals faith first faith experience Mm -hmm. and you know mark always used to talk about how he was like a dad or like at the end, he was talking about how he's like a father of that church. And I was like, well, if that's true, then you just left a lot of orphans, Mm. you know? (laughs) uh, And and there were a lot of folks who just had no kind of baseline Christianity or faith experience at all before that. And what a traumatic experience. And I think anybody who is in that has... You know, anybody that I have uh, still continue to associate with and have conversations with, there's some amount of, you know, PTSD that came from it where you're just like, this was like my whole life and it's gone really because of the actions of one person. It's a weird, it's a weird situation to have your life change so much by the actions of one human, you know, that many people. So of course it's there. And, and, and I actually, you know, as far as like how we reflect on it, that's too vague of a question because, you know, there would have to be like specific examples of like, well, what do you think about that? And, and how has it changed your faith in this way? And so because there's a lot. And that's, Are you uh, judging my question? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is like that's a very, um, I can't, I don't know where to mm-hmm. even begin yeah. to reflect on yeah. that. I am judging your questions. <laughs> like, that's kind of like a bad question. Great. Um, that's great. Because whenever people say that's a great question, my dad will call me and say, that was a great question. So this time, Dad will call me and go, it's Dustin said that was not the best what question. What I'm trying to uh, say there is there is a mountain of answers for me, yeah, yeah. and I don't know which one to pick. Tell me how your faith is better now. How is my faith? Because you didn't walk away. You could have walked away. You and Melissa could have walked away. That was very close to the baseline of your faith. Well, we did walk away from our sale. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, but from not the from faith. Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're Mormon now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're just like, ah. Shout out to my Utah listeners. Oh, yeah. See y'all. I'm on board. <laughs> uh, no, we, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I've every, of all the Mormon stuff, I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know about all this, but mostly I don't know if I could ditch the caffeine. Is that still a thing? <laughs> I was like, this is like, to me, that's your most controversial belief. <laughs> it's like, anti-coffee. A lack of caffeine? Are you insane? <laughs> this comes from the earth. Right. God made this. Fine. All we did is figure out how to put water through a bean. This is a gift from the Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, how is our faith better? That's a that that is a great question. <laughs> Dad will be happy. I think that. Do you ever feel like I always I I, I I Melissa and I talked about this a lot, where we feel like depending on when, who in my friend group you talk to, mm-hmm. um, we are either the most religious person they know, or we've fallen away from the faith. Oh wow! Like where we're it depends who you talk to, right? Because in our our more conservative fundamentalist roots, I think people would look at our lives and say, oh, that's, you know, that's not Christian, you know, mm-hmm. or, or you know, they're, for whatever, oh, Dustin misses church on Sundays because he's on the road a lot, or or they have a drink sometimes, or whatever it may be, or yeah. like they can, you, you know, there can be a million things, whatever it may be. And then, but to my non-Christian friends, I'm like a religious zealot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so it, it in some ways, it, you know, it changes. And I think some people might say like that wasn't 
for that's not for a better change, but it does feel better to me. Mm-hmm. And I would say what Melissa and I have, what are the ministries that we're involved with now, and what makes kind of our heart beat with passion and excitement and things that we're genuinely do, we're just more meeting needs focused mm-hmm. and not big show focused. Mm-hmm. I think I and 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 sometimes I need to make sure I'm not being because I know that's a part of my past where I'm not super judgmental towards big churches and mega church pastors yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you and I had a big talk about this because yeah. my church and your church, yeah. Yeah, somebody and that's uh <laughs> that's I I do think there's a lot of valid arguments there and uh yeah, yeah. you know and valid points there and I, I agree. would to me, I call into question anybody's motives uh, for wanting a pulpit in the first place. Mm. And this is coming from someone who's a stand-up comedian. So like, yeah. like who stands in front of people. And that, so that's me reflecting on my own heart too. But that's not to say, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying sometimes there's a motive to question mm-hmm. of, you know, of why you're doing this. And uh, is it about what you say it's about? That being said, uh, where we're at now you know, we really are just kind of in the trenches with people, and we really enjoy that. I think mm-hmm. that being involved uh, in that rec center, um, you know, in you know, I do a lot of like work and and shows um, with uh, recovery groups. Yeah. You know, just uh, it, it's grown me as a more empathetic human. It's grown me as someone who is less interested in pushing my let's see how can I articulate this of just saying like well here is my pre-formulated ideas that I'm going to try and shove on you mm-hmm. as opposed to being what to me is the most attractive part about Jesus which is a friend of sinners mm-hmm. not like an outreach to sinners oh. not like oh. I'm running a ministry to sinners like I'm your friend like we spend time together we we break bread together. Yeah. We are in homes and comedy clubs and bars and restaurants and and soccer games. Like we are friend friends. You're not on like my. You're. I'm not. You're not trying to be like a notch on my belt. Yeah. You know? yes. You're my friend friend. And I think that when I was in church circles, I always kind of felt that pressure. And this is my own insecurities at the time. It'd be like, hey, you got to get people going to church and you got to invite them into things. And you you want your numbers to grow. You want your small group to grow. You want this thing. And, you, and or, you know, when I was running volunteer teams, I need to get this team bigger. And, you know, like I was viewing people. That's the ultimate trap. At least it was for me for a pastor is you view humans as someone to like meet kind of your goals, mm. you know, and that's a dangerous place to yeah. be, to view somebody as an object to your goals. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and so I would say that's how it's changed us. I mean, we, uh, we, in many ways, I feel more human. Like, yeah. I feel like I connect with people better as opposed to, you know, kind of wearing the cloth and yeah. there being like um, an, an unspoken divide, yeah. if that makes sense. Yes. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Dustin to tell you about YourSuper.com. We all know how important it is to eat healthy, but the reality is nine out of 10 people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. You guys, that's a lot of us. That is a lot of us. And when you don't get the proper nutrition, you increase your risk for chronic illness, such as type two diabetes, heart disease, and even cancer. So Michael and Christelle, the founders of Your Super, discovered firsthand how important nutrition is to health. They're professional tennis players, But after Michael was diagnosed with cancer, Christelle started making superfood mixes to help him rebuild his immune system. And when they saw the impact that the superfood mixes had in improving his health, they knew they needed to share it with the world. 
Your Super's functional superfood and plant protein mixes are made from naturally dried organic whole foods and superfoods and nothing else. And with your Super's 100% transparent supply chain, which really matters to me, you know you're getting the cleanest superfood mixes on the market. I've been using your Super for a couple of weeks, and it's the easiest, most delicious way to get more fruits and vegetables in. I really like the Super Green Mix. I like the Skinny Protein, and I've really liked the forever beautiful mixed in with some of my yogurts for breakfast or into smoothies that I make. And there are tons of great recipes and other resources on their website. And so there's easy ways to learn how to add superfood mixes to your daily meals like I've been doing. Um, You guys know the rules around here. We only tell you about products that I actually genuinely really love. And that is how I feel about your super. So get the cleanest superfood and plant protein mixes at yoursuper.com. That's Y-O-U-R super.com. And Michael and Chriselle are giving us 15% off all the orders from my friends when you use the code SOUNDSFUN at checkout. So just go to yoursuper.com and don't forget to get 15% off with the promo code SOUNDSFUN at checkout. And now back to the show. One of the reasons I love talking to you about it is selfish because in my story, I'm only three years out actually this week uh-huh. from our church having a happy anniversary. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> happy, happy death anniversary. Yeah. From our that happening at our church. Right. And and while this is my favorite season of being a part of a church ever, right. I will have these moments where someone will say something or or I'll see something and it will trigger this like absolute panic. Yeah. Or deep sadness or massive anger. Mm. And and I go like, wait, you don't have to feel that. Look how great this and this and this is. And then it's almost like God some kind of whispers like, that can still be true too. <laughs> what happened can yeah. still be true and yeah. can still have hurt, even if what you have right now yeah. is feels like such a gift. Isn't it interesting how things and people can be both, right? Mm-hmm. I listened to that recently. Somebody somebody was talking about Trump specifically, and they were saying, like, you cannot make him messiah or monster. Those mm-hmm. are my terms. I'm just coming up with them right now. Like he he's he's probably both. Mm-hmm. And like he's not either, actually, is what he's not he's neither. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you can't like people can be both. And that's, that's actually how I used to talk about Mark. Um, you know, I just just kind of popped in my mind that I was like, he's both of those things sometimes mm-hmm. like he can be, you know, those things kind of that he got him in trouble that he got caught for. But he also could be, uh, you know, a kind, loving guy that, you know, yeah. the, when he met our firstborn, stopped and hugged us and prayed for our child. Yeah. You know, he was both yeah. of those. It's not one or the other. That's right. You're both. And I'm both. I'm and both. you're both. I'm yeah. both. I know. I feel the same. I mean, I, who yes. wants to get judged for their worst moments, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, but if you put yourself in a, in a pedestal like that as a pastor or in some, you know, like, or on social media. Yeah. Or on, yeah, exactly. Know. That's why, uh, you know, that's why I feel like maybe you, you, you probably feel it more than I do because you in your terms are in the faith space where mm-hmm. like, I feel like because as a comedian, I feel like the bar's low. Like as far as like <laughs> they're just glad goes. you have a Bible. Yeah, exactly. They're like, they're like he, he says he's on the Bible? team. Oh my gosh, just <laughs> he's been to a church. Like <laughs> the bar is low because nobody is looking to me, or at least they shouldn't be. Uh, here's who I'm. If, that's not true. Don't say what you're about to say. Well, it's not true. We shouldn't be looking to you because that's one of the things I absolutely love about being friends with you is I do want to be more like you. Well, that's very kind of you, and you don't know me very well. So. Shut up. That is not true. <laughs> you just you mean that in mileage. Status and <laughs> Delta Milo. What are you, pl- are you gonna hit diamond this year? Uh, yeah, the well, that's very nice. I'm in the spot now where, like, 
if I say something interesting, they're like, oh, I didn't expect that guy to be, that, that came out of nowhere. I didn't yeah. expect him to be insightful yeah. in any way, you yeah. know, uh, which is not a bad place to be. And what you, I, do you feel like a pressure? I mean, you're writing books. You've, I mean, you're way more established in this space that, you know, when you, we talk about you're both, do you feel like a pressure to like, you know, like, well, if, if, if people found out certain things about me, this is all going to go away. Or if I make a mistake, you know, like it, you, yeah. whatever it may be, like if I got a DUI or something like that, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm not, no, no, know, no, that is Annie, a, I, for the record, I've only seen Annie drink and drive maybe five times and <laughs> no. it's just hardly, hardly Stop at all, <laughs> hardly any at all. I mean, haven't we all, compared uh, to how much, no, it, uh, um, spike Capri size. Right, it's right, very it's random, fine. but yeah. everybody's got their thing. Um, well, for starters with a DUI, I literally do not drink if I'm operating a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Not even, because I've, I and for I the say record, to, we're, you no, no, introduced no. me as a comedian yes. in oh, the no, pre intro. No, no. But right? here's what I want to say is I say to my friends, this is one of the things that I will not choose to come back from. Mm. Meaning, if if I've made these choices, something is so deeply wrong oh, interesting. with with what has happened yeah. to my insides that I will give up this career and I'm not willing to give up what yeah. I feel like God's called me to. So I'm not willing to do that. Right. The um, podcast changed tone a lot. It changed it. That yeah. used to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> and, um, and as far as people finding out secretive things, it's one of the reasons I have no secrets with the people that are closest to me. Mm. Because I have three best friends in Atlanta who there's a rule that they can't learn something in a podcast or on a, in a book or on a stage. Oh, interesting. And and yeah. then my counselor and my like closest friends, yeah. they, they literally know like, I, I can't think of something they don't know. Mm. Therefore, if, so, if I got exposed in some way, at least it wouldn't be a surprise nobody knew. Yeah. At least I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. That has been a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And here's the eight people who've always known. Right. And if that makes you out on listening to what I say or what I teach, totally fine. But sure. actually, my pastors know that yeah. I've had to make these choices to to be better at being human. And my, yes. Yeah. The other three guys that I teach with at church, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about someone unkindly mm-hmm. and the girls in line behind me at the restaurant went to our church. Yes. And they heard me. And I oh, literally man. got in the car and called all three of the other pastors. I was like, y'all need to know this just happened. And I am really sorry. Yeah. And mm. I need to be better. And, mm. but I knew I didn't call them because those girls could out me. I called them because I always want to call them. Right. And when those girls outed me for being a gossip, I wanted to say, I, I'm the, I know, I'm yeah. the monster. Yeah. And also, Kevin and Chris and Drew knew. Yeah. And yeah. and I apologized to them and I apologize to yeah. you. You know. Did they out you? Uh, yeah. No, not to me. They probably yeah. told their friends and probably yeah. hurt some feelings. Did I, that girl have it coming though that you were bad mouthing? <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, what were it you saying? You. It, no, it was it was you. No, <laughs> yeah. it was you. It was you I was talking about. But anyway, so yeah, so I have a little bit. I, I don't have as. I, I don't want to lose my job, and so I. Right, yeah, that's. But an I also need to thing. be allowed to be a sinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I don't covet that because I don't feel like my livelihood is attached to my faith anymore. That's the main reason. That's one of the main reasons I be I left the ministry is yeah. I just didn't want that anymore. Yeah, and. I, I there are things now because I kind of have a foot in both worlds that it wouldn't help me if something come out, but I don't want to lose my life. That's what I always feel like. There yes. are things that 
that and that's uh, why my people have to know because if they right. don't know i actually lose lose my soul that's that's what i feel if like, there's a bunch yeah, of secrets yeah like and or i have already lost. like if i were to like if i were ever to have an affair you know i think about this like a lot not having an affair but if what if you know mm-hmm. uh it wouldn't probably hurt my career much mm-hmm. if at all and you know what as a comedian you can you know letterman went on and talked about sleeping with his staff and he was crushing he was getting people were laughing along the way because sometimes there's so much there's so much uh humor and pain and so i don't think but it would destroy my family and that's what i don't want that's you know like that's and i i'm not some i'm not that guy anyways but like seems like a lot of work seems like an affair has a ton of work (laughs) i think keeping secrets is a ton of work that's what i'm saying like i i would never cheat for a variety of reasons one this is some crazy in love with my wife and no no one even competes i'm not even tempted in that sense but the second one is like oh gosh i'm too lazy yeah (laughs) gosh who wants to go through the work of getting a second phone oh gosh i already lose the one all the time (laughs) you know i'm gonna i'm so forgetful yeah Yeah. your burner is gonna be hard to find yeah and i have to go get my freezer out of somebody else's or my jeans out of somebody else's freezer you just have to keep up with you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, my friend Sarah May on, and she talked about how her mom was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And we had we talked to I get I had her talk to women who were listening that are secretly drinking, because mm. I thought that has got to be so much work to hide all that. Yeah, like I just I I have my issues, and they are not pretty. They are way worse when I'm hiding them. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. That's that idea of like light and dark of like of of just when something's open, it's just like there's no you take away the power of it. That's that's to me. That's actually I I feel that same way about. That's why comedy that is personal and has deep rooted pain in it is so good because it takes away the power of the pain. Mm. When you laugh at something, you you've won. So when you let other people laugh at that in your life. Yeah. And I, like, when I, I talk win. about being raised without a mom around, when I talk about, you know, growing up without money, when I talk about uh, financial struggles now or like stuff like that, like hard stuff. And that's not the whole act, but, uh, you know, when a yeah. lot of it or when we do it on our podcast and you mm-hmm. can laugh about it, it's gone. It, it, it's, mm. it, it, it has lost because yeah. pow- laughter is just so much more powerful than grief. It yeah. just, it, you know, it's a, uh, and, and, and it's such a like helpful part of the grieving process yeah. of you're just like, I'm not going to. You know, I just I'm not gonna let you control me like this. You yeah. know, uh, you know, it's 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 as if you're laughing at somebody or something you just defeated. Mm-hmm. Like you're nothing. Yeah. You're nothing. You're behind me. You yeah. know. John, Chris, Trey Kennedy have both been on the show that you've traveled with before, mm-hmm. and and Man, they and both... now you get me. We're scraping the yeah. bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so thankful to John. I feel like he's been a gateway drug to so many wonderful yeah. people in yeah, my life. Really, that's that's probably fair. I yeah. am so thankful to him. But they both talked about some of the reasons behind why they do the comedy. Mm-hmm. So is that your reason? What when did you start this? Is your reason that you were needed to put the pain somewhere? Uh, no, not entirely. I wouldn't put it like that. Uh, I think that that comes out you know, and it's like a very helpful, you know, a very like helpful like tool for me and a very like an opportunity I'm grateful for because mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like I just, you know, and when people respond to it, you're like, oh gosh, this is just the best feeling in the mm-hmm. world. So that so much now I'm like, I'm I'm trying to work on my act now of a such where I'm not like, what are, what are the things not necessarily that I think are funny but like what are the things that i'm like most passionate about and i have the deepest feelings about because now i can tell these jokes with real conviction yeah you know and that doesn't mean they're deep 
I have a joke about driving a crappy car that I drove for like 10 years and I run into the ground and how I would take it to the drive-thru and I, my window didn't work. So I freaking opened the door. <laughs> and this last time I went, the barista went and asked me if I needed a receipt. I was like, look at this. Do you think I'm tracking my finances that closely? Look at me. You know, like I have my door open. Yeah, exactly. Do I need it? You know, you think I'm going to go put it in QuickBooks? You, think, you know, like Ramsey would be furious if he knew I was here right now. This is a splurge purchase, you know, like I don't. This is not a snowball move. I, I'm not taking this out of an envelope. Like this is, uh, it's it like, so anyways, like I, but that comes from a, a an embarrassing moment, you know, yeah. and I'm very great. And, 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 but I, it's a big feeling to me. That's, I wouldn't say that's why I got into comedy though. Uh, Cause I wouldn't have been able to articulate it as such. I just, I just always loved stand-up comedy. Really? And I always. And I, I realized that what I was searching for before in preaching and sports journalism and uh, I ran like a comedy blog for a while. I was like kind of doing like a speaker circuit for a little while. All of that was just an attempt to do what I do in comedy, which is to have a point of view, to uh, share stories, to bring laughter, to have an opportunity to express thought. Yeah. That that's what I wanted to do yeah. and tell story. And 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 to me, the best form of that, or my favorite form of that, is getting people to laugh. Yeah. You know, and you can talk about anything as a comedian, anything you I mean, want. As literally, a- y'all can say things that I cannot say. You just and have if- to make it funny. That's right. I have a I have an idea that I've been like I've been like it's it's uh, right now that I've been working on about my son's school has a gay bully and it is like I was like this is the richest idea in the world to me like because like what a culture change. Are you going to start that here? Are you no, gonna, no, 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 but I've been No, no, I've been I've been working on stage a <laughs> yeah. lot and Oh, you've been doing it on stage yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you know, regardless of where you stand on that, like that's that is the world has changed a yeah. lot. You know, I've been talking yeah. about that and just, but that's the idea. That's like an idea that has no room in a sermon that has no room in an article that uh-huh. has no room on a blog that like, but if I can, if I can continue to work out this idea, because it's something that I want to talk about, I right. think it's uh, amazingly interesting, you yes. know, like how much culture's changed. Like I, when I was in sixth grade, a kid got sent home and expelled for dyeing his hair blue. Really? And I went to a public school in the Seattle area. And this and was in the in ex, or suspended. Oh, okay. They said if you didn't they said if you didn't if you you can't come to school with blue hair. He got sent home for the day and if he came in the next day you would and and 25 years later there's gay bullies. Yeah. It's changed. Things yeah. have changed, yeah. you know. And so but that's what I'm saying like you know you can talk about anything and I didn't feel like I could talk about anything in those other platforms. Yeah. You know, I had like you know you're rooted cuz you shouldn't. You're, you're supposed to be like that's a, that is a pet peeve of mine of when like some pastor's going on some rant about traffic or you know and he's like as like I you know, as his or, like opener yeah or you could just preach Ephesians three that'd be great I'd mm-hmm. love to hear the verse I'd yeah. love to hear your opinion on the verse yeah not your you know now if you can tie it in some of you guys are good at tying it in I'm other, very good at tying other it people in. I'm like you're just trying to do a bit right now uh-huh, uh-huh. And, <laughs> yeah and save it yeah 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 <laughs> yeah John yeah. Acuff always says you don't have to reintroduce yourself they know exactly who's up there you don't say hey I'm Annie F Downs he's like yeah the person who was standing there before yeah. you said that yeah and they can look at their pamphlet and it's right they, there. yeah exactly do they not know. say your name yeah. and I had to like retrain myself yeah. not to re- I was that person for you myself. I brought you to stage yeah that's right that was such a fun event yeah I murdered I yeah you did. And people <laughs> loved you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I hope very... we get to do that more. I just think people should know that we should be at the same events. They should I love hire it. us for um, the same yeah, events. Yeah, we'll meet in the lounge on the <laughs> way out there. You do a lot of 
events like that, like Christian events Barely where you're any. opening. Yeah. Because you're any. mostly at comedy clubs. Yeah. And right? uh, the, <laughs> that event is like, uh, CPC is near and dear to me, Children's Pastors Conference, because I've done it. I've, that was like my fourth or fifth year. Uh, so I'm okay. pretty dialed in with those folks, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. I'm doing let, you know, when you first start, you, you take up every kind of gig you can get. You're like an MC gig. Great. I'll take, I've MC'd a lot of fundraisers and stuff yeah. like that. And, and, you know, you, you hopefully get to the point where you're just telling jokes, yeah. not memorizing bios and i that's funny that event because i am i'm a decent comedian i'm a terrible mc like oh i don't agree with that no 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 because that's what you saw was fourth or fifth year where they stripped down all my responsibility they're pretty much like hey can you just go be funny and then bring up the game exactly (laughs) people i know people i had a meal with the day before that's right wait man that 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 i mean we can't go into detail of that story (laughs) But I will say, I'll say this in the most vague way possible. That was a pretty good meal and a great time in the car after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the most, that's what friends do is you, (laughs) you go out with a big group and then you break into your smaller group, which is like your real close group and analyze the meal. That's the best time. That's what we did. We sat in the car. And you, laughed. me, and Assistant Jenna uh, laughed for. Thankfully, there was no one from forty-five my, minutes. No one from our, our respective <laughs> churches hearing what we were saying. Oh, that's not true. Or you true. would have had to call your pastor. <laughs> and and we were there longer in that car than we were at the meal. Yeah, that's true. That I love that. I love that. So I haven't much. seen Jenna had only worked for me for two months. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know. I've never seen her laugh as hard as you were making that her was laugh a that good, day. It was a good time. Because so you, you know you just have those meals where you're all kind of experiencing something together and you're wondering if anybody else is experiencing it like you. Uh-huh. Because we all, that's how we all, uh, every we all interpret the world in a very different way. Yes. Based on our circumstances and our beliefs yeah. and our mood for and that day. And it was day. a really big meal. People it, should know that. It wasn't just like four of us. No, 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 no. It was a ton of people. Table. And yeah. I And I barely said a word the entire meal, which is not which, like I was me. excited about. Well, afterwards. I'm very introverted. I don't. I don't like big groups. I don't like. Oh, any, I don't think uh, I knew that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've, I've never seen you except in that one time like that. This I'm comfortable with, yeah. and then in a big group, if I'm allowed to talk and nobody else is, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. There's that mid-sized group of like four plus that I yeah. hate, and yeah. I'm just and but I was like, and I remember just getting in the car and I made the first joke about it, and that was the moment that I realized <laughs> you two had interpreted the meal, you had experienced the it in the way that thing. I did, and yeah. it was like a relief. <laughs> <laughs> we were all on board for that, uh, and while we were there, we recorded an episode of your podcast. We did, yeah. Don't make me come back there. It's such a, a good pod- show. Oh, that's very. It's nice so of you. funny. Yeah, that's uh, th- we really have a good time with it. We're uh. We're still. How long have you been doing this? Uh, it's 2014. Okay, yeah. So we just hit the year mark. Yeah. So and uh, it's. I love it so much. It's, it's so fun because parent. Like I'm not a parent. Yeah. And so you don't. And you don't just talk about parent not stuff. At all. But the whole idea of minivan riding. The whole. Uh, the whole idea of that podcast is is you know this kind of brings it back to what you asked about like how is your faith improved or better or how do you enjoy it more. My the whole aim of that podcast is for me to talk to a variety of individuals with an incredibly diverse group of because comedian it's mostly comedians. You were the first non-comedian we'd ever had. That's rude. Yeah, uh, no, you were and you were I funny. I think I'm very funny. I wouldn't I'm have any, no, I wouldn't have anyone <laughs> totally. on there if I didn't think they were funny. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, there's no case. There's that means no a lot. Thank you. no scenario of where I yeah. think if I'm not going to be able to Get some riffs in here. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, 
so to talk to these uh, individuals and really all I'm talking, I'm not talking about parenting. We're talking about family mm-hmm. and to hear this and, and just to give people the opportunity to get to know where other people are coming from, to yeah. see how your individual life circumstances. And that to me is one of this was this was the great air that I was given as a Christian is that. This is how you quote unquote reach people mm. is this is your apologetics guideline. We were essentially being trained from Mormon missions is what we were being trained with. Like these are your answers. And if they ask this, then you say this. And if they say this, then you give them this. And if they believe this, then you give them this. And there was just no, that's not human. That's robotic. That's mm-hmm. like someone brings something up and you go through your Rolodex of answers and then you insert here. You know what it is? Is like when, It's like when you like type in like a vending machine and then this thing pops out. Whereas you, you know, like two weeks ago we had a guy on there, Tamar Katan, amazing comedian, born in Cairo, Egypt, son of a Muslim dad and a Jewish mom, immigrated when he was 10 years old. Oh, wow. You know, you, and, you, and you, you hear these like stories. How'd you meet him? On the road? Comedians. We yeah. just meet each other. Yeah. We just find each other. And I just, I just uh, you know, regardless of where people stand on their, their beliefs one way or the other, I was like, I'm just so incredibly fascinated by your story and how it mm-hmm. shaped you as an individual to where you're at right now. That's what our, our podcast is. We're not, we would say like we're clean, but we're not like Christian because like, you know, like that shit, I don't, I, I'm amazed at a certain point. I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to run out of guests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not with comedians. There's a, I, I, I don't know. I've just, it's grown me so much as a human, yeah. uh, like to have an empathetic understanding of people mm-hmm. and to really just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It makes me, it just makes me love people more. Like it makes me, when you hear someone talk about whatever unique struggle they had and then when we can like share a laugh about it, mm. it's, it's, I just, ah, oh, it, it, it makes me so happy. Yeah. It's bad that my, one of my favorite podcasts is my podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> but because it's not, it's not like we always say like we're conversations on interviews a lot like yours where we're yeah. just kind of chatting and I've like, I've heard some of like the most powerful, powerful stories through our podcast. We have one like coming up with an individual, Sophia Alexander, who's a comedian who I barely knew. Yeah. And she talked about we have a lot a lot of comedians immigrated. She when she she tells her story about immigrating over from Russia and the struggles from there and, and she talks about like her, her miscarriage and I'm just like, oh gosh, this it's just, and and but yeah. it's like insightful and funny and I don't know, man. I love it. Anything that makes you love people more, it's a good thing. Cause I yeah. don't naturally do it. So yeah. what um what day does it come out? Every Tuesday. Okay. Every Tuesday, yeah. Okay. Good. It just shows up on my phone. I, you know, when That's you listen nice. to a certain amount of podcasts, yeah. you don't pay attention to what what day you're just like. Yeah. Oh, today. Well, oh, we did. Justin when when do you release? Mondays that, and Thursdays. That's why we did Tuesdays because everybody does Mondays. <laughs> everybody yeah. does Mondays. Yeah. You know, and I always felt like people got behind on Monday. But yeah. Like, oh gosh, where do I go? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Same thing when I open up my phone, I see your. I, that's when I see you. Thank is you. when I open my podcast app. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah. Annie's still you out there. Smirking at me. <laughs> Yeah. I am. I'm. It's right at you. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, you feel, know. No, you are looking yeah. directly at the camera, whereas mine is an animated thing where I don't even have eyes. I That's just right. have my glasses and a flannel. That's right. Which is very on brand. So they yeah, did it right. Classic. Um, yeah. and you have a headlining tour in October. I do. Yeah. Uh, I. You know, I've always got on and off headlining dates, but we're doing one called the Almost Old Tour, where it's four dates where we're going to be in Tampa and Atlanta. We go Tampa, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston. Oh, good. Yeah, and that's going to be fun. Those are churches. Should be a good time. And uh, we have a, we have a, I think we have a promo code <gasps> for you. 
It's a friend's code. A friend's code. Yes. Do you want me to get I was that hoping, now or are you going to do yeah, that in the Yeah, do it. Intro? I was hoping in your meeting this morning, your pre-meeting before yeah. me, you'd show up with a code yeah, for we, me. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it was it was your idea because you're very... I said, uh, I think my friends would love to come to your shows. They oh, particularly man. love coming when there is a little discount yeah. and, when, and when they know that you know that some That Sounds Fun friends That is so nice. So it's going to be... Let me see here. Just so my friends Make listening this, know that I am forever trying to get y'all discounts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am forever trying to get y'all specials. That's very nice. So you're gonna, the tickets are at premiereproductions.com. Okay. That's where you're going to get You're going to find my little mug. Or you can go to DustinNickerson.com. Yep. And, and we'll we'll do some direct links. You're the best. You're Thank the best. You. Uh, and you're going to type in promo code that sounds fun. Okay. And that's going to give you uh, $5 off for <gasps> mission tickets. That's awesome. That's great. Okay. I'll Thank take you. It. That's very kind of you. And, and Premiere. Premiere. Yeah. And Shane <laughs> and Emma and all the people, all the people who are making that happen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, yeah, we're excited about That's it. That's awesome. So for sh- tell me the difference between headlining and opening for you. Pressure. I mean, I do, it's like half and half for me. The, uh, the headliner has all the pressure. I love being an opener because there's no, you get to be like the pleasant surprise of the show. Yes. There's no pressure. I just did a radio show. I always forget how to say her last name. Jennifer Fulfill. She has a serious. I uh, the Catholic. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I've how been on say it. Her last I name? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could look her up. I'll look no, it up. I don't. I know how it spells. I don't know how to That's say it. it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I know yeah, how to spell yeah. it. You said the Catholic, as if it's the one in your yeah, life. Yeah, she's the, she's no, she's no, no, no. She's not the one Catholic in my life. She <laughs> is the one Catholic podcast I've been mm. on. But I'm open to more. Anyway, she was Keep telling me how she like she saw me opening for John. And was like ignoring me for the first few minutes. And because that's a lot of time what you do with openers. You're like, all right, well, John's going to come out. And then she's like, but like, everybody's laughing. I was like, I guess I'll pay attention. This guy's pretty good. Yeah. And that's easy. Like I can convince people because yeah. I'm good enough at comedy that if, if you have no expectations for me, it's great. But the advantage of headlining is you just get more time. You can... You can explore more ideas. You can be, you know, when you do 20 minutes, you're like, bam, bam, bam. I just want to be as funny as I can, as fast as I can. And just really, I'm trying to get some fans here. And on a longer set, you can explore more ideas. You actually should. It's actually, you should take a little bit of a break. Like, you're still going to be funny along the way. Yeah. But you don't have that pressure of a punchline every 12 to 18 seconds. Because later in your set, you know, you can't laugh that long like physically you people can't, can't. You they can't will stop laugh. enjoying exactly it. Yeah. so you can you can tell longer stories you can express some different ideas you can uh so that that's fun i like to um get to talk longer um her last name her name is jennifer fullweiler fullweiler that's how you it. say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah jennifer fullweiler she's lovely are you gonna go back and editing and like <laughs> no 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 she's Here. she can yeah, know that i don't know jennifer fullweiler <laughs> <laughs> dustin nailed it first clear, time clear take jennifer cool yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even do it right yeah, <laughs> fine. i have this one thought that is gonna loop us all the way back and then we're gonna play a game and then we're gonna i'm so into it be done but this is a serious loop back I just keep thinking there's got to be people who are listening. And as we were telling the church story are going, yeah, I haven't been to church in four years right. because of, mm-hmm. and I'm super done with church. And I saw a friend of mine tweet on Sunday, just wanted you to know that if, that I see you, those of you who for your life, church is hard and you yeah. can't find a church and you're not happy in church or, and you're not going anymore. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who's listening that has, has a story, whether it's similar to yours or mine, or it's totally different, but has led them to stop going to church. Mm. What do you say? Like, congratulations on getting your Sundays back. <laughs> Have you ever slept in on a Sunday? It's amazing. It's like skipping school. It's the best feeling yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that's that. All right. It's not in my nature to give serious answers to things. I know, uh, but just be helpful for a no, minute no, and no, then no. we'll be done again. No, no, no. I want, I want, to, I want to think on this. I'll go long-winded. Uh, one of my favorite parts about 
what my life has become is that I feel free to be who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that on some moral failure level. I was telling somebody this recently. I said, you know who I'm concerned about? The people whose beliefs have never changed. The person who believes literally everything they were taught by the first person that taught to them. Mm -hmm. I I, I, I thought about this recently. How arrogant am I that I would think, it's like a very dangerous thought to think that the first church and the first faith set of beliefs that you got saved into is right about everything. That's mm-hmm. a dangerous thought. Mm-hmm. Like you're God's chosen son, that you get all the, all okay, the right answers. On you're the right about hit. all of you're right about the age of the earth. You're right about women's roles. You're right about LGBT issues. You're right about the end of the earth. You're, you, you got them all right. You got them all, it, you know, everything. You got communion right. You got baptism right. Your first one, you got all of It's a very arrogant thought. You know, mm-hmm. it's very elitist, you know, yeah. to think that there aren't el- answers elsewhere to be mm-hmm. found. So, I feel so encouraged and happy about my faith right now in that I've leaned into the things that I get excited about, and I don't care as much about the things that I never did get excited about. Mm. So, like, I'm not, like, a big doctrine guy. Like, I and I was for a while, yeah. and because I was at doctrine-heavy churches. And I've used this example before, too. Like, you know what? When people were writing the creeds, like there were also other people like painting in the catacombs mm. and I yeah, want to be the catacomb point. guy. Yeah. And you know what? Both are important yeah. expressions of belief to that individual. And the other two won't get each other. The other one's like, the, the artist is like, this guy's a real snooze fest over here, you know, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. writing down all our beliefs and going, yeah. oh, is this what we believe in doing votes, having meetings? Yeah. Oh, kill me. Right. No, thank you. Right. And the other guy's like, that guy's in the tombs painting yeah. just like a what hippie. What a waste oh, of time. God. Yeah. And that's, both are great. And right. and that's what I would encourage people is I don't think about, we didn't, we didn't find a church situation based on the church service because we had been to the, I had been to the coolest, most satisfying to me church church experience that I was ever going to go to. The music was better than it could have ever mm-hmm. been. I loved it so mm-hmm. much. I still listen to some of those old bands. You know, I loved them so much. And Mark was insightful and funny, and I'd never heard anything like him before, and it was as cool as it went. And then I just got bored of it because mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't really what mattered to me. Like a good Sunday church service is just not an important part of my faith. Like it's not. that's not to say not to go Yeah, because we do go. I always tell people, like, I want to be known what I'm for, not what I'm against. Mm. People will go like, oh, yeah, Dustin, he's anti that, or he doesn't like that, doesn't like that. Or someone could describe you as the things that you're passionate about and the things that you very clearly care about, and that's where your time and your money and your resources and your energy go to. And so that's what I would encourage anybody is work from that. Work Mm -hmm. from the things that make you happy and joyful and you get excited about doing and then find a place that does that Mm because that exists Mm -hmm. you're not alone in that you know uh and 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 you'll feel that's like that to me feels like calling to me that to me feels like i i i really do feel that i'm doing precisely like what i was put on earth to do do you and that more now than ever more now than ever and but that's knowing that there are a ton of people that would disagree with me about myself, to which oh, I wow. would say, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Who You don't get to be an authority over me. Yeah. No, but that's not been put, you don't get that over me, yeah. you know? And that's based on your own predisposition and your yeah. own judgments. And, you know, we're, we're just, I, I hate this term, the faith journey thing, but I we like where we're at right yeah. now. And What and if Melissa didn't agree with you? She doesn't agree with me on some stuff. You know, like, uh, and, and that's great too. She's an individual with, and, and as, 
immensely like beautiful and a deep thinker and some of the stuff that comes out I'm just blown away by and I can't like they'll just be just like I mean the the like the compassion that she bleeds like for like the least of these I was like this is the most Christian thing I've ever seen Mm. I've ever seen and sometimes she skips church on Sundays and I love that yeah she's like it was a hard day I couldn't do it you were gone and I couldn't get the three kids to church I'm like wonderful right yeah you know what you did is I know what you did do is you watched some single mom's kids this week yeah yeah that 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 seems Christian to me so there are a million things that we like disagree on, but what we do agree on right now is, is, you know, these, these very similar to this, is these conversations that we have and like not judging the, I mean, gosh, if you're, if you're in a relationship and you're judging that other person's faith that, and, and where they're at, I mean, I mean, it's one thing when, if somebody's like having a fall from grace, but like, I don't know, man, I, beliefs change, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I'm not saying dramatically, like you change teams or anything That's like right. that. Not that I even try and think in like us and them type terms, but like, I don't, our circumstances change. Our brains literally change, Annie. Mm-hmm. Our biologically, our brains change. Right. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah. I mean, if she disagrees and when she disagrees, I like it. And I'm, I'm just like, well, what, do, what can I learn from you? Because mm-hmm. you're a wildly different person than me, uh, but you're also the most interesting, fascinating person in the world to me. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So good answer. Thank you. Well done. You did <laughs> that, that was really a long. Well. That was like a long-winded way, but no one is wishing this was over. So no <laughs> I'm one listening. Good, I'm not wishing yeah. it was over. Yeah. yeah so w- no one listening is like, I wish that guy would slow down. Shut up, Nickerson. Yeah, get him out of yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you ready to play a game? I can't wait to play a game. I've never done this, this before. Is, if this is to find out what my Instagram is, I'm out of here. Oh no, we already know. Um, <laughs> there's no finding out anything. Oh man. I'm gonna name mutual friends we have, mm. and some famous people we don't know, and I want you to tell me what food. Okay. They are and why. Okay. That's amazing. I thought you were going to try to ask me to describe him in one word. And no, then they were going to be like, well, boring. we weren't sure if Dustin was a Christian. And now we know he's not. <laughs> no, and I now, want you to turn these people into food. Turn them into food. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. We're going to do just a handful. This isn't going to be long. Okay. But it's, you got to, we got to just not, don't be scared. Just first thing comes to mind. Ready? Yeah. Bob Goff. Bob Goff. Uh, Bob Goff is whatever your favorite comfort food is. Bob Goff is like an apple pie. Okay. Bob Goff is warm, and you're so happy that it's yeah. there, and it just feels like a holiday yeah. when he's there. Yeah. Trey Kennedy. Trey Kennedy is a LaCroix. Trey Kennedy is <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the drink. Yeah, you're like, I like this. It doesn't, you know, I, I know. I like this. It's like a... It's very palatable. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not. Uh, I don't. It's not going to weigh me down too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's Lacroix. Everybody likes Lacroix. Uh, Angela Johnson. Angela Johnson is is hot wings. Angela Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, Angela Johnson. Angela Johnson is uh, one of my favorite humans. I love her. That's so not much. a food answer. I know, but I said Why she's hot, hot wings. wings. Oh, I. <laughs> I'm coming up with these on the fly. Yeah. Uh, hot wings are something that everybody can uh, enjoy together. Everybody oh, gets yeah. around a table and enjoys Angela Johnson, and that's what hot wings are. Um, John I'm Christ. very good at You're this. You're good at this. John Christ. <laughs> uh, John Christ is, is a, uh, what's John Christ? John Christ would probably be a Chick-fil-A sandwich, right? I mean, it's, that feels too easy. it's too, still too easy. That one, um, you know what, actually? You can do it. I can't judge your answer. Sorry. I actually, the first thing that I actually jumped to him, and I didn't want to say it because I just said hot wings. John is like a drumstick, like a, like a chicken wing to me. Okay. And that's because that's how he's shaped. Yeah. You <laughs> 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 just got very personal on our friend there. That's rude. Is that rude? I don't know. No. Nobody's actually shaped right. like that. but <laughs> Okay, John. Um, Aaron Tuning. Oh, Aaron Tuning. Uh, what is Aaron Tuning? Aaron Tuning, I would say... 
Aaron Schooning is the bread that comes before the meal uh-huh. that you secretly end up liking way more than the meal. You oh. just, you keep, and you're like, this is the best part of this. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect this to be the best part of this. Like anytime you see him in a project, he's like very behind the scenes. And then you're like, you were the best part of that whole thing. Uh-huh. And that's how I always feel when I hang out with him too. I was like, you were my favorite part of this whole he, thing. Yeah, he is legitimately one of my favorites. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just text him and be like, hey, just a reminder, I yeah. just think you're great. Shuni and I, we have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. He, he I don't know if, uh. I don't know if I can. I'm going to say this anyways. Uh, I posted a video from my podcast this last couple of Uh this last couple of days, and it was about my producer talking about the one time he got went to an Olive Garden, he got hammered in an Olive Garden, which I did not endorse (laughs) behavior, and neither did this. And he's like, "Ooh, really pushing the envelope? Like, I love it. I love it." And I said, "I don't know if you're being like sarcastic or encouraging because I know you do kind of like this stuff." And he goes, "I'm being encouraging, but I'm masking it in sarcasm." My therapist loves when I do that. (laughs) (laughs) We. <laughs> we sat down to a meal a few weeks ago, a couple of us, and Aaron was in the circle and he was like, he led with, so here's something my counselor is asking me. Yeah, to do. yeah. And I was yeah. like, man, I, this is what is people great. People when about they him. well, people when they first get into therapy, it's like all they want to talk about. It's yeah. like a fantasy football draft. You're yeah. like, I gotta talk about yeah. this. And you're like, I'm not in it. I, I don't just relate. love people like that who are like, here, I'm just gonna tell you the truth of and I'm gonna be funny and I'm gonna be sarcastic, but this is also a yeah, true thing. Yeah, that's the way to do it to so, me. Yeah, I love Jenna. Um assistant Jenna. Oh, uh, assistant Jenna. Let's see here. Assistant Jenna is like, uh, she's like a like a very like fine dining small piece of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm doing chicken again. You know what I mean? You're just like it comes out on the plate, and you're like, this is smaller than I expected it to be, (laughs) but it's lovely. Its whole presentation is so good, and it's got got some asparagus on it, and you're happy. You're you're happy (laughs) with the whole presentation of all of it. Um, you. I well, you have to answer that. I can't describe myself in a food. Uh, Um, A cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, gonna kill you because (laughs) too much of him, you're gonna die. He makes your heart slow down. (laughs) You don't get to answer. I get to answer. A cheeseburger because it's just very. It is so palatable to everyone. I don't know a lot of people who don't, I mean, like, I don't know a lot of people who are going to be super anti-cheeseburger, Yeah, but it can come in a lot of different forms. You can either get super fancy ones or really trashy ones. That's fair. And you seem to be able to... I can be fancy and trashy real quick. that's right. I lean towards trashy. For sure. (laughs) I mean, I'm no, I'm just kidding. No, but that's why I think, I just think you're this meal that is very easy for anyone to enjoy. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. That is... uh, that's exceedingly, exceedingly nice. That's very, I, I would not lie. I would not make that up. Yeah. Watch your face. You're, you lie, you are face. the uh, yeah, tomato soup at the Delta Lounge. Okay. Oh my gosh. You should have done all Delta Lounge foods. Oh, you should have stopped me. Because like I, I go there and yeah. I'm like looking around, but really what I'm looking for is the tomato soup. Oh, and I'm happy when funny. I see it. I'm like, oh, and when it's not there, I'm disappointed. And then I got to go settle for the chicken, the chicken, uh, the chicken noodle soup. Sa- oh, the chicken noodle. Yeah. yeah but that, that, uh, yeah, that tomato the soup tomato is there soup with it. The lounge. Thank you. That's very personal. You're not like tomato soup, but you're yeah. um, you're what I'm looking for. I like that. That's great. And I'm disappointed when you're not there. Thanks, friend. Um, thanks. <laughs> this for got oddly time. touching. This little exercise. This game got oddly touching, didn't it? Like you know. <laughs> that is that. If I could pick a subtitle for my show, oddly I'm touching. Oddly touching. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. That sounds in. fun. Oddly touching. Oddly. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone describe ours recently. He goes, you know, like I really like Dustin's podcast because 
everybody that he has on his podcast is so dysfunctional that it makes me feel better about my own family. And I was like, all right, <laughs> like, I, guess super fair. I guess that's the Lord's work. That's what <laughs> that's we're out right, here doing. I'm doing the yeah. Lord's work. <laughs> um, okay, the last question. Is there anything we didn't talk about you want to talk about? No, that's up to you. They, I mean, we've, uh, I've, I'm 34. I've lived a full life. We didn't even yeah. get into parent stuff. We didn't get it. We hardly touched the Mars Hill stuff. I mean, you're going to, we, uh, we could. We've, oh, we just always have to save room for episode two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to hit everything. Yeah. We don't need to do four hours. Yeah. That's Not great. this time. No, we didn't talk about how I was told to suppress my emotions as a child. And that's why I don't cry. <laughs> we didn't get any about that. You don't that, cry? Mm, not much. I was told not to. Anyways, that's another podcast. Wow. We're at the end of it. Wow. Okay. Wow. I cry once a year, an annual cry. On what? Never know what's coming. <laughs> I never know <laughs> what it's going to be. Have you done your 2019? Yeah, 2019 was, uh, oh, when did I cry in 2019? I had a, I had a good happy cry uh, on the anniversary with my wife. That was like mm. a, our arms are tingly and we're in love and we're happy to be together cry. Yeah. Those are, those are, but I don't count those. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I have cried this year. Okay. But it can be anything. It can I cried be anything. yesterday and today. Yeah. So that's <laughs> where we're noon. different. It's noon. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like to, I, I, you know what it is though, is like when it does come, it's brutal. It's like oh, I really? lose a day. Oh, you know, wow. so yeah. wow. anyway, next okay. podcast. Tune in for, tune in for episode two yeah, coming yeah, yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's like, okay. The last question we always ask, mm-hmm. because the show is called That Sounds Fun. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? I, man, I love my job. Uh, comedy, stand-up comedy is the most fun thing in the world to me. When mm-hmm. I'm not telling jokes, what do I do for fun? I love playing Pokemon Go with my son. That's uh-huh. an amazing, it's like it's a new bond. It's so fun to do. I love that. And uh, I like uh, like making up games with my kids. Like that's a thing that I'm very good at is like making uh-huh. up games and uh-huh. they've taken upon that uh-huh. and we'll just make up games all the time and they're they're getting so good at it and creative. Yeah. So it's like, it's not, you, we just have new creative, we play new things every time we play. Oh, I oh, love gosh, it. Oh gosh, it's fun. The videos y'all, you're posting on your Instagram, everybody should go check them out of, uh, like the kids, you throwing them and throwing things at them and them di- diving for we things. We do some dad trick shots. That's always fun. So yeah, we do a thing where like I can turn them into like a fidget spinner where like I spin <laughs> them in the air under the bed. That's nice. Yeah, uh, And most- this is where I'll tell the full truth because I want people to believe me when I say that you're like a cheeseburger. I don't know you as a dad very well except yeah. what I see on the internet, but yeah. you seem to really love it. Oh yeah, I like being a dad. Yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm crazy about it. I always tell people like parenting is 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 hard but not bad. Those are different things. Yeah. It's very challenging. Yeah. Like my son's 12, he's a middle schooler. People don't tell you that if you're a good parent when your kid goes to middle school, now you're back in middle school. Mm. Like my son's like dealing with like real issues right now right. and I was like and because we're involved parents, we're dealing with them yeah. too. Can I yeah. tell one quick story? Yep. The, my son <laughs> his kids like he, I I don't want to say he's getting bullied but like there are some kids who have been rude and mean to him one kid in particular and his kid was like like making fun of him and I was like you know sticks and stones like I was like you know Joel try and try and turn the other cheek try and smirk and walk away don't get a reaction they're trying yeah. to you know we're not I'm not the like stand up for yourself kid right, I don't right. mean any of that like uh, I, I got bullied and that's why I'm funny so figure it <laughs> You'll, it'll it'll build some character. Like I don't I don't think that that's gonna ruin your yeah. life. But, I'm sorry you got bullied. Well, it happens. The uh, gosh, the, the 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 we're I'm so grateful our kids aren't on social media. Oh. My son's like he's the only one of his friends that doesn't right. have a phone, and I rejoice on it. Yep. Because uh, there was an article that talked about when you when your kid is on social media, and they come home, 
school comes home with them. Yes. And they have no refuge they, they anymore. They have no break. There's yeah. no refuge from bullying, from mean, from right. da, 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 da. They can't. And they're they're 12. They're right. anyway. Right. Uh, but his friend goes. I was like, well, just out of curiosity, you know, what's he saying? You know. I'll, we can, we can, you know, let it run off your shoulders. Don't worry. He's like, well, he makes fun of me for being short or the way I dress. They don't have a phone. I was like, okay, that's all normal stuff. And he goes, and the other day he told me, he's like, and I looked up your dad on YouTube and he's like, not even that funny. And I was like, who is this kid? <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? I'm, yeah. I'm taller than him yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. He was like making fun of it. Like, he's like, your dad's only got like 1,200 subscribers. I was like, this kid is dying. This kid... <laughs> This kid's hitting my weak spots. Yeah. Right. He's too good. Yeah, yeah, this kid's yeah, yeah. too this, good. This kid is a good boy. I'm going to, you know, props and where's he live? Yeah, that's. <laughs> um, okay. I think we did it. You're the best. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure. I am really grateful. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, isn't he just the best? I am so grateful for how deeply Dustin thinks and communicates and and how and just that part where he talked about what it's like to be a friend of centers. I just think, man, that is that is true. And I want to do that really well. Dustin models that so beautifully. He's my favorite cheeseburger, and I'm even allergic to dairy. And I just think the world of the guys. So, hey, make sure you go and see him at his show, especially this next tour. Remember, you can go to DustinNickerson.com. If you use the promo code, that sounds fun. You get $5 off a general admission ticket. I'm telling y'all, you do not want to miss it if you're in Tampa, Atlanta, Dallas, and Houston. And I know I got tons of friends in all four of those cities. You guys go and hear Dustin. No kidding. He's mine and assistant Jenna's favorite. We just think he's so very funny. And so make sure you go see him and make sure you're subscribed and listening to his podcast. Don't make me come back there. A podcast about family, but there's so much else he talks about. It's just really excellent. So I think you'll really enjoy that. And make sure you follow him all over the internet, every place so that his kids bully will stop bringing up that he doesn't have a lot of followers. Let's help him. (laughs) You can find him on Instagram, Twitter. Tell him thanks for being on the show. Hey, today we have a new bag in Annie's book bag. Remember that sometimes we get to tell you about products at the end of the show that come straight out of my book bag and help sponsor this episode. So today in my book bag is Bible and Breakfast by Asherita Tutu. Do you want to read the Bible every day but have a hard time actually doing it? So many of us struggle to be consistent with our quiet time. I mean, you know, I don't even love the word quiet time, but it's because we're overwhelmed by all the things we need to do. But what if you could kickstart two foundational habits at once? Eating a healthy breakfast while you're studying the Bible? That's what you'll find with Bible and Breakfast, a blended devotional and cookbook focused on helping you feed your body and soul together. Each day, you'll find a new breakfast recipe, a snack-on-the-go devotional for those mornings that you're in a rush, and an inductive Bible study feast for when you want to linger at the table with God's Word. Finally, a devotional that understands your busy life. To learn more about this book and watch recipe videos, visit BibleAndBreakfast.com. Hey, if you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Any F downs all over the place. F as in French fries. I don't know. It just came to my mind because we were talking food at the end of the episode. Any F downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. I think that's it today for me, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. And we will see you back here on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend. <laughs>